Hello, Topical listeners. It's your friend and host, Leslie Price. You may be asking yourself, why am I coming to you from behind a dumpster? And, well, it's because I have a very important message for you today about your right to protest in a free and democratic society. Today is Columbus Day, and I was hoping to exercise my First Amendment rights by protesting and eventually toppling my city's local Christopher Columbus statue. And, well, topple I did. And to be clear, I would have been well within my rights if it had actually been a statue of Christopher Columbus and not just a statue of a little Italian chef outside of a pizza shop. Now, in my defense, I really didn't think it would be heavy enough to smash through their front window. But anyway, it's safe to say that the pizzeria owners are pretty pissed, which brings me to why I'm behind this dumpster. Now, I'm only a few blocks away from the office, and I think I can make a run for it. If I make it, we'll have a fascinating report on a progressive new paternity leave policy that many companies are now adopting. And if I don't make it, well, then enjoy the topical with host Marcy Hammond, because my ass is Stromboli. All right, hopefully back with more news right... Oh shit! Back in a moment! When it comes to one-year-old Isaiah, Jay, you are not the That's the sound of 31-year-old software engineer Jay Swartley finding out he is not the father of his former girlfriend's child on a recent episode of Maury. He was able to attend a taping of the program thanks to a progressive new paternity leave policy that allows possible fathers to take time off to sort these type of issues out on the popular tabloid talk show. Many businesses have been adopting similar policies, and we're joined now by our chief paid time off correspondent, Jenna Resnick, to talk about this emerging new trend. Thanks for joining us, Jenna. Of course, Leslie. So tell me, how do these new policies work? These policies will grant potential fathers typically eight whole days to fly out to the studio, tape the show, and determine if they are really on the hook for the next 18 years, or if their old side piece is trying to trap them out of revenge. The idea is that before now, fathers just didn't have the structure at work to take the time to properly scream at a partner or acts in front of a live studio audience on national television, right? Exactly. To get a more personal feel for how these policies are affecting potential fathers' lives, I talked on the phone with Daniel Bolton of Tempe, Arizona. Daniel recently took his company's paternity leave policy to finally confront an ex-fling who wouldn't stop telling him he was the father of her four-year-old boy, Heath, despite repeated denials from Daniel that there was no way a baby with red hair was his. So before this policy, you told me your best option for determining whether or not Heath was yours was just arguing with your ex, Bree, over the phone. Yeah, she'll always be texting like, get your fan ass to the Maury show and you'll see that kid is yours. And I'd be like, bitch, Maury tapes in Connecticut. Do you know how far that is from Tempe? How am I supposed to take off work? Right, you mentioned your job only has a two-week vacation policy. Yeah, and no one should have to use their vacation hours to prove the fact that it is fucking physically impossible for that kid to be mine. Because when Bree got pregnant, I was in Tempe, and she was back in Phoenix fucking around with my second cousin, Nick. It's obviously Nick's kid. But you were able to go on the show with the new policy in place? Yeah, and the company paid for it and everything. Well, was the kid yours? Dude, the crazy part was that little red hair fucker was mine. I swear on my mom's grave, Nick fucked with the DNA results or some shit. 
Was Daniel able to keep his same job and pay when he got back as a first-time father? Yes. Companies want these policies to give men like Daniel the peace of mind that they'll still have their jobs when they choose to go on these tapings, even if the taping stretches into a two-parter after you learn your three-year-old twins actually belong to your dad because he's been secretly sleeping with your wife. And how have these policies impacted businesses that have chosen to adopt them? Company executives say it has certainly increased worker productivity. Here's CEO Charlotte Lafleur, whose software company in Portland, Maine, recently adopted this type of paternity policy. We find that our employees are much more motivated and present when they no longer have to be distracted with worries about whether a random four-year-old named Camden is their son, even though the two of them look nothing alike. And do the men have to worry about covering any potential bills that come along with taping on Maury? Never. Our policies come with built-in reimbursements for any medical bills that come from being injured in a studio brawl or from having Maury security guards strain your neck while holding you back from pounding on your ex's new lover. Wow, fascinating. These new policies have inspired a bit of change in some maternity leave policies as well, right? That's right. This current trend has also caused the rise of companies adopting additional maternity leave plans that allow mothers to take time off if they need to go on Dr. Phil to confront their sexually active 13-year-old daughter or Jerry Springer if they need to take their stepdaughter to task for sleeping with their husband. Well, I think that's just great for fathers and mothers alike. Thank you for this fascinating report, Jenna. That's OPR's Jenna Resnick. Thank you, Leslie. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Folks, that'll do it for today's episode of The Topical. But before we go, here's a look at what else you need to know from today's news. On this Columbus Day, the nation's indigenous people have confirmed that they don't really need a special holiday and would much prefer having their large swaths of land returned immediately. In fact, the nation's 573 federally recognized Indian nations released a joint statement today announcing that they would vastly prefer if U.S. residents could just vacate Manhattan, the Black Hills, and thousands of other sites taken from them through broken treaties, coercion, and violence. Well, maybe next year. And speculation continues to swirl over President Trump's Supreme Court appointee, Judge Amy Coney Barrett, today. Despite being pressed, Coney Barrett is still refusing to say how she would celebrate overturning Roe v. Wade. Many political scientists have pointed to her past celebrations following the suppression of women's rights as precedent, but it's still unclear if she will choose to have a large catered gathering at a showy venue or something more intimate with close friends at her family home. And we may not even be talking about Judge Amy Coney Barrett today if former President Barack Obama had had his way. An insider report released today has revealed that President Obama reportedly tried on several instances during his time in office to persuade Ruth Bader Ginsburg to die during his presidency. The report highlights one specific lunch in 2013 between the former president and late justice, where Obama, who feared Republicans would take control of the Senate, very diplomatically hinted to Justice Ginsburg that he believed it would would be best if she choked on some of the free bread and keeled over right there at the table. Alas, President Obama's wishes never came to fruition, but it's interesting to think what could have been. 
And that's The Topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. Don't forget to subscribe to The Topical and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I read every review. And to the guy who gave us a one-star rating, I believe his name was Matt M., I just want to say I personally challenge you to an old-fashioned duel. It's real simple, Matt M. We both get guns and stand back-to-back. You walk 10 steps one way, I walk 10 the other, and then we turn around and we shoot each other. First to die loses, bitch. We'll see who's got one star then. See you tomorrow.